0: The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. We are officially the preferred city for the 2034 Olympics. So what does that mean? And what's on the wish list? Plus, Attorney General Sean Reyes wrote a scene for a movie about Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. And executive producer Emily Means and I just can't resist acting it out. Quick note: Reyes' screenplay does make mention of sexual assault, so take care when we get to that part. It's Friday, December 1st. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Welcome, executive producer Emily Means, and welcome new listeners.
1: Oh my gosh, we're so excited to have you. This is our Friday news roundup, and uh, we're going to have some fun today.
0: Yeah, we are going to have some fun today. If you're just tuning into CityCast Salt Lake for the first time, boy, you picked a good day for it. <laughs> um, I want to say welcome. We've gotten a lot of new listeners lately. So just to say, we're the daily hyper-local podcast for the Wasatch Front, and on Fridays, we do this kind of, we read the news so you don't have to thing. Um, So we're going to talk about the top stories in the city and then give you some of our picks of the week and get out of here. Another thing I want to say before we get into it, the only thing I like about Spotify Wrapped Day (laughs) (laughs) is people sending us screenshots that we are in their Spotify Wrapped, like it's it so kind of makes me emotional.
1: Heartwarming. I mean, especially looking at my own Spotify Wrapped, I'm like, oh, this is horrifying. And I would never share this with anyone. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing your Spotify Wraps with us, uh, showing that you're dedicated listeners of our podcast. I just want to say, if you DM us
0: on Instagram or email us, um... A screenshot of your Spotify Wrapped showing that we are anywhere in there, like anywhere in the top, whether we're your number one podcast or just kind of in the top five, and your address. We would love to send you some CityCast Salt Lake stickers. Um, if you send us your address in a screenshot, we will send you some stickers. So we're on Instagram at CityCastSLC, and then also our email is SaltLake at CityCast.fm, and Happy end of the year. Thank you. And congratulations on having great listening habits.
1: Yay, we did
0: it. We did it. Okay, let's get into the news. Without a doubt, hands down, the top story this week, Emily Means, Salt Lake City has been named the preferred host for the 2034 Winter Olympics and Paralympic Games.
1: How you feeling? I wanna congratulate you, Allie, because this has been your dream all along. You have been gunning for the Olympics since 2002 and- Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure, when I was 11.
0: Yeah. I gotta tell you, long time listeners of this show know that I have really mixed feelings about this announcement. I struggle to get on board with the Olympics. I worry about the financial cost and the environmental degradation that often comes with games. I worry that it is when we take public money and put it in
1: private hands. But you've really, you've tried to get on board too. I mean, we I really had uh, former Olympian Katherine Rainey Norman on the show, trying mm-hmm. to convince you to be a big fan <laughs> of yep. of Salt Lake City's bid, and now we're here, named the preferred host by the IOC. Many
0: have tried. The reply guys of Twitter are trying to convince me to get on board with this. Everyone's working really hard here. But <laughs> guess what? It's happening. So here's here's what's next. So now we enter into this phase called targeted dialogue,
1: which sounds like couples therapy. <laughs> I also think it's funny because I'm like, how come we haven't been having targeted dialogue prior to this? <laughs> I don't really understand the process, honestly. You and I have
0: targeted dialogue every Friday. Right, right. <laughs> So it does feel like we're kind of dating the International Olympic Committee, the IOC. And we're, like, getting further and further into these phases. But this is still a situationship, to be clear. Like, nothing is official. What kind of as official, is that we're the fave. Like, they've said, like, if we could have anyone, it would be you. We really like you. We're super feeling you, Salt Lake. But it's not yours. You're just Mm. our preference. Mm -hmm. We've named you our preference. So targeted dialogue is when the host committee, the committee for the games here in Salt Lake City, um, chaired by Katherine Rainey Norman, and members of the International Olympic Committee Enter into this process of talking through every aspect of the games. Like, how is this actually going to come together from sustainability to logistics to like, where will people stay? What will that look like? Marketing, media, like all of it, like laying out kind of a framework, creating almost like a run of show. So the IOC will hold an election amongst themselves and then they will determine whether or not it's officially ours. So basically look for this same level of hoopla all over again in a year.
1: Thank you for explaining that process, Allie, because when I saw the headlines, I was like, Yay, we did it. And I think <laughs> everyone was like, Okay, we're getting the games. Yeah. But really, like this is this is all part of the process, man. And what this means is now we're I mean, we kind of have like this 10 year deadline. It feels like to get all of our ducks in a row. And that could mean, you know, beefing up our infrastructure to support the, you know, massive onslaught of guests we're expecting as a result of these 2034 Winter Olympics. And mm-hmm. Ali, I was wondering what. We can expect over these next 10 years and what sort of changes and investments we might be looking forward to. And actually, about a month ago, Mayor Aaron Mendenhall and some state leaders announced their pet projects for the games. I don't know if you saw this, but Governor Spencer Cox says... Public transit is the name of the game here, baby. And that makes sense because we got the tracks light rail system Mm -hmm. because of the 2002 Olympics. And so that's something they're looking at beefing up before these next games. Also, a major league baseball stadium. This kind of lights a fire under that whole process as uh, the Millers and Big League Utah are looking at putting a stadium on the west side in kind of the the fair park, we're calling a power district, that could serve as a metal ceremony venue. And so that's something they'll be looking at supporting as well. And then I don't know why I didn't think of this, but Mayor Mendenhall said a fourth tracks line is something she wants to see too. Um, And that tracks line would go down 4th West from about Pioneer Park area into the Granary District. So that's kind of cool. You know, Uh, it's something that I think is missing is that access to public transit there. So those are some things to look forward to. And I don't know. I guess we'll see how quickly they can turn those projects around. Yeah. I mean...
0: I think that it's really fun to look at some of the things that happened because of the 2002 Olympics and to create a wish list for the next 10 years. Like, it's certainly a fun thought exercise. I don't know what's on yours. On mine, for sure, is like, it would be fun to electrify our trains and buses. I'd love to see more passenger rail, as you mentioned. Wine and grocery stores. Like, we're mm-hmm. we're all kind of thinking through, like, you know, the fun bits. I think it's also important to remember some of the uh, infrastructure projects that were really frustrating and that we might still have some regrets about from the 2002 Olympics. Like there was a lot of work done on I-15, right? Like we're staring down the barrel of an I-15 expansion right now that most Salt Lakers would tell you, I think they really don't want. Like there's this Pat Begley cartoon in the Salt Lake Tribune a couple weeks ago that was like, I-15 before the expansion, and it's like completely swelled with cars. And then it's like, after the expansion, it's completely swelled with cars. It's just (laughs) wider. (laughs) right? And it's like, will the state use this as an excuse to cram in some of these massive, expensive infrastructure projects that we could be a lot more thoughtful about? Um, Again, I like to look for silver linings. I think it's an important thought exercise. I do think... One of the globally most destructive um, events is the Olympics and using that as an excuse to get things that we absolutely already deserve because we are a growing, swelling city to me, is just, like, the bare minimum, and it's just the bare minimum is not, like, it's just not a very interesting place (laughs) to be in
1: my mind. It's not very inspiring. Right. Like, I think we deserve better than the bare minimum. Thinking about how Governor Cox is, like, really interested in beefing up public transit, I mean, Mm -hmm. if the Olympics is the reason why the legislature finally signs off on free fare forever, like... That's annoying. That's infuriating. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think you're exactly right, Allie. Why don't we, why can't we just have these things? Because we deserve to have them and not because, you know, international dignitaries are descending upon our fair state, right? Yeah. Not, not like, that those dignitaries will be taking public transit. Right, no, they'll be the in Olympics. private vehicles with exactly. tiny flags on them. And I think, like, there was this part of me
0: that, like, You know, looking at the actual announcement. And again, look, the Olympics are going to be like for a lot of people, it's going to be either really fun. If you've got like a kid that's going to be of age or whatever, like to participate in, like there will be an excitement, there will be a vibe, right? Like indulge in that. It's happening. We might as well indulge in the vibe, right? But when I looked at the steps of the city building when this announcement was made and I saw, very wealthy like you know Gail Miller was there like she is a billionaire She's one of she is the wealthiest person in our state i think very wealthy very well connected people and elected officials standing on the steps of the city building absolutely thrilled for this announcement my question 100% is what is this going to do for the average salt Laker, who currently feels like they can't make rent feels like their future in this city is uncertain because we have so many existential environmental threats. Like it would be really nice to see the legislature pair with enthusiasm for this announcement, setting a minimum level for the lake (laughs) for the great salt Lake, right? Like let's okay, fine. Let's be optimistic. Like, what does this actually look like? Because never forget when doctors in Beijing were warning that, the respiratory problems that athletes could be dealing with because of competing in Beijing's air quality were severe. And this morning we woke up and looked out our windows. It's Thursday morning in Salt Lake City. And like, I can't see the mountains. I can't even see downtown from my apartment because the
1: air is so thick with smog. Like it is a little bit, it's very disillusioning. Listen, it's okay to have nuanced feelings about this. I always think about... The people of Park City who, you know, one will have to endure two weeks of Sundance and then we'll have to endure what two weeks of the Olympics pretty pretty shortly after. And, you know, people are always like, uh, oh, how dare you hate on Sundance? It brings you such great economic opportunities. Well, it also like changes your whole life for yeah. <laughs> two weeks, right? Exhausting. So It's okay to have mixed feelings about this. And, you know, we can work towards an Olympics that works for everyone, hopefully. But for people who are (laughs) excited about it, uh, today, Friday, there is a public celebration at Rice-Eccles Stadium, and they will be lighting up the Olympic and Paralympic cauldron. It's at 6 p.m. I'm told there will be some food trucks and other cool stuff like that. So check it out if you're feeling the Olympic spirit. Get after it.
0: Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants, but the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments, so if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. Okay, Emily, let's pivot to some news that just, I mean, speaking of spiraling. Speaking of (laughs) spiraling, Attorney General... For the state of Utah, Sean Reyes just keeps having the worst year ever.
1: Yeah, every week it seems like we're getting some new scandalous headline about Sean Reyes. And Ali, let's uh, let's take a walk down memory lane. I think Please. this really started just like in September, like the end of September. Yeah. So it hasn't been that long since we started um, learning more and more about Sean Reyes' involvement with tim ballard and operation underground railroad which is an anti-human trafficking organization reyes is buddies with ballard and ballard has been accused of sexual assault defrauding donors uh, of operation underground railroad so that's kind of where eyebrows started being raised now we're hearing reyes has been accused of witness tampering and Bullying witnesses in relation to Tim Ballard and O.U.R. And remember, this is Sean Reyes, attorney general, the top law enforcement officer of our state. Right. right. So he knows the rules. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Reyes denies those allegations. Um, so, you know, important to mention that. But setting Setting aside his connections to OUR, on top of that, he's used campaign contributions for lavish trips, including hunting out of a helicopter in Texas. Yeah. I didn't know that was possible, but... It's the Sarah Palin playbook. (laughs) But there's this feeling that Sean Reyes never seems to be here to do his actual job, which is to be the attorney general of Utah. Right. He wants this like rock star life. Right. It's so bizarre. I mean, there's a lot of layers here. And yeah. we're going to unpack them later with, uh, with a Republican lawmaker who is uh, going to talk with us about his feelings about Sean Reyes and how he's conducted himself in office. But this week there was a Tribune editorial that came out that was a scathing criticism of Sean Reyes. May I read the headline? Please.
0: Utah AG Sean Reyes has become an embarrassment the editorial board writes, and should find something else to do. <laughs> imagine anyone saying that to you about your job. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just I... imagine, like, and I think, like, the opening line of this editorial is just who does Sean Reyes think he is? Uh, I'm like, I feel secondhand embarrassment for (laughs) him
1: and for the state of Utah. It's also like a good question, though. Sean Reyes, who are you? What is your role in our state? Is it to be the top law enforcement officer or is it to be, uh, you know, um, a vigilante who who goes on human trafficking missions? Or is it to be a filmmaker or like what is your what do you want
0: to do, Sean? This editorial publishes mere weeks before the state of Utah is like, we're so excited to welcome the IOC, a notoriously not corrupt organization that doesn't require any watchdogging. (laughs) We've talked about in the past when the Salt Lake Tribune decides to come out swinging with an editorial piece, in particular because the Salt Lake Tribune became a nonprofit. And as part of their nonprofit status as a 501c3, they are no longer like endorsing in political elections. You know, there was a time when the Salt Lake Tribune used to issue endorsements of candidates and things like that. And they have been much more tempered in recent years since getting that nonprofit status with like when they decide to kind of get in the ring. And so when they do write editorials about issues, it's always interesting to me the fact that they have chosen to write this about a political candidate, an elected official, and that it is so scathing. I mean, they call him a slavish lapdog and guard dog to a self-appointed freelance anti-child trafficking cop who increasingly looks like a phony, if not a sex criminal. Like, and they, I mean, the editorial board wrote bold this. Move. Like, it's not like this, like, slipped through, you know? Everyone looked at this and said, yep, that's right. So, I mean, it is bold indeed.
1: Yeah. I think we should have a little bit of fun now, Allie. Yeah. What do you think? We deserve
0: it. We deserve it. One of the revelations from the Salt Lake Tribune, and in particular, columnist Robert Gerkey of the many, of Attorney General Sean Reyes, is that... He wrote basically a scene for a film script for a movie called The Cry of Freedom, which would be The Sound of Freedom, which was a film that sort of like heroified Tim Ballard in his anti-trafficking work. And Sean Reyes not only wrote this scene, he sent it to Tim Ballard and someone named Alejandro, who is the director of The Sound of Freedom. And in this scene, Reyes is presumably writing about himself. That's the assumption that we're making. The scene features someone named David Reyes, not Sean Reyes, who is the attorney general of Utah. And the scene takes place in the Utah attorney general's office at the Utah Capitol. And it is not to be believed. And we should give a quick warning, Emily, that... Reyes' screenplay makes mention of sexual assault, so take care when listening. Emily, you and I are going to act it out. Let's do it. Dear listener, you are about to get an excerpt of this scene that Emily and I read very dramatically that takes some absolutely wild turns, but if you are already a CityCast Salt Lake member, You will see the full scene pop up in your ad-free listening feed. And you are welcome to put it on and pour a cup of tea and spend a couple minutes with us (laughs) digging into this scene. And if you're not currently a CityCast Salt Lake member and you want to do that and you want to access that ad-free listening feed, you can become a member at membership.citycast.fm. We would love to have you. And for reasons other than indulging in this mini radio play. Um, Membership is a way to support our work so that we can be here for a very long time doing this for a very long time. So without further ado, let's get into it. I will be playing Attorney General David Reyes. You will be voicing a man named Frost, who is a Homeland Security official, and producer Ivana Martinez will be reading narrated parts for us. Cut to Ariel Shaw of Exterior Utah State Capitol. Screen title, Capital Office of the Utah Attorney General. David Reyes, early 40s, energetic, Hawaiian, Hispanic, Asian of larger built, former MMA fighter, now elected official, in a conservative suit behind a large rosewood desk in a ceremonial office, flanked by bookshelves of law books, awards, tribute gifts from world travels, sitting tall and talking animatedly on the phone. Really? Your HSI guys were critical on our AG task force. We couldn't have arrested Rax without your help and certainly couldn't have prosecuted him if you hadn't deferred deportation, Frosty. Thank you.
1: Cut to Frost Office.
0: Frost on phone. A slight bit nervous about a conversation he's not sure how to broach.
1: Well, Rax has been deported seven times prior. Like a roach, just kept coming back to Utah with a different alias. Didn't make sense to just deport him again. I heard he was one pretty sick dude. Yeah, a cartel shot
0: caller from Central America, sex predator who trafficked heroin and little boys, molested them and forced them to mule his drugs, not just in high schools and middle schools, but even in elementaries. Oh, and he hacked up his own mom with a machete. <laughs> How That's many Vicks what? were there? That we couldn't find. That, oh, that we, <laughs> that we could find about 50, but likely hundreds more over the years. Kinda sucks he offed himself during the trial. I wasn't crying. No legal loopholes can set him free now. Saves the state millions in appeals, just hard on the victims. They wanna confront him, see him brought to justice. Some are grown men
1: now, but were just kids when they started getting raped and abused. I know this stuff happens in other parts of the world, but I still have a hard time coming to terms with this filth right under our own noses. How long was he doing it? Almost 15 years. West side
0: of Salt Lake City. I'm sorry, what the... <laughs> Confession, we are cold reading this. Almost 15 years, West side of Salt Lake City. Whole community too scared to report him until one dad lost his son to Rax. The father calls us, becomes our informant, wears a wire into the belly of the beast. We get several lifetimes worth of evidence. One brave man ends up taking down the largest sex trafficking network in state history.
1: One brave man, huh? Actually, that's exactly why I'm calling. Scene.
0: Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, And after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention.
1: pick of the week. Woo! Emily means what is your pick of the week in a completely opposite film genre. The Sound of Music Sing Along at the Broadway Theater. It's that time of year. I've actually never been, Allie, even though I freaking love The Sound of Music. So Mm-mm. I'm very excited to go this year. There are only four shows, uh, two on December 2nd, two on December 9th. There are also Mm-mm. matinees, so you could bring your kids if they can sit through a three-hour musical about nuns in World War Two. <laughs> and uh, there will also be an intermission with tea and cookies. So yeah. it's a great time. I'll put the link to the tickets in our show notes. Okay, I love it. What's your pick, Allie? My pick of the week is
0: Great Salt Lake related. So the Great Salt Lake Institute at Westminster College has these new brine shrimp growing kits, which if you're not familiar with brine shrimp, they really well, wait aren't they the state crustacean now yes yeah Abella's they passed are. in the legislative session this year so the official state crustacean is the brine shrimp and brine shrimp are an enormously important part of the ecosystem of the great salt lake the birds eat them we harvest them to make everything from fish food to whatever else and they're just these tiny tiny they almost look like sea monkeys they oh, are wait, sea monkeys they are
1: sea monkeys <laughs>
0: It's all coming together, folks. That just happened in real life, in real time for me. Um, Okay, so they, the Great Salt Lake Institute at Westminster College, which is always looking for new ways to get people excited and enthusiastic about the lake as a means of, like, I don't know, building energy around solving the crisis at the lake, has these new brine shrimp growing kits And if you are a teacher, they're looking for classrooms that want to test out their new brine shrimp growing kits. So you can fill out this Google form. It's super easy. You do have to do it by 5 p.m. today, Friday, to sign up your classroom. And then the brine shrimp kits will be ready after winter break to – to pick up and have in class is like an educational tool. So, so if you're fun. a parent and you want to send this to your teacher or if you are a teacher, we will put the link in the show notes. But I think it's really, I think it's fun. I think class pets yeah. are just like always a joy.
1: Well, and I bet they're way easier to keep alive than like a hamster or a, or a betta fish. Yeah, or a snake.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is all for us today. So Emily Means, I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. See you Monday, Allie. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our executive producer is Emily Means. Our producers are Ivana Martinez, AK Almomen, and Dylan Brogan. Our newsletter editor is Terina Ria, and our host is me, Ali Rayata. Music is by the local band Mitochondria, with additional music from all the kimonos. We will be back Monday morning with more from around this city. Have a great weekend. Bye.